in finances was it always an interest of yours or I mean were you that little girl that was outside playing store and counting pennies and saying no you can't buy this because you don't have enough money how did you get started in finances we did play store <laughs> and use the leaves off the trees as our money yes we did but that was not my intent to start looking into finances that way um okay. so to answer your question no <laughs> yes we played stores but we played store just to play store we didn't play it to learn anything about finances um but getting started in finances i think um what started me in finances of course, was a very common story that everyone else has. Um, you know, people tell us, go to college, right? Get a degree, you'll get a great job, get married, you know, your life will be easy. So I thought, I mean, that's the path, right? Right. I'm to that path. Right. We all um, do. So, right, exactly. And um, I started, you know, I completed college, started working. And the same story everyone else has that you hear about all the time, I'm paying my bills and I'm paying student loans and the balance is not going down, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> because you just keep paying, you keep paying, but nothing is happening. It's the, the balance is not getting smaller. You're paying all this interest. You know, it's just a vicious cycle. So um, I had this novel idea uh, why don't I go back to college, right? If I get a better degree, I can get a higher paying job and I can pay these bills, right? <laughs> Lo and behold, made the problem worse. Mm -hmm. So it was a vicious cycle. Um, but my wake up call, if you will, was just basically understanding um, for myself that there's something that needs to be done, but also Having to call my husband, and this is so funny, having to call my husband and say, um, we're pregnant. <laughs> and we didn't have everything together like we thought we should have it together. Mm -hmm. We didn't have, um, not thinking about a baby room and painting and a baby bed and milk and pampers. We didn't have just the basic necessities together to get ready for a baby. So that was a uh, tremendous call to action for us because when we looked, we finally took a good look at things. Mm -hmm. We were looking at over $350,000 worth of debt. So we had to come to some consensus about how do we get out of this? It was overwhelming at first, but we had to figure out, you know, what was the next best thing for us. So of course, being the educated per persons that we are, we started researching, started looking at Dave Ramsey, mm -hmm. Susie Foreman, you know, all the experts. We just started following those guys and started, you know, picking and choosing which practices we uh, work best with us, uh, for us, shall I say, because <laughs> Susie Orman, I love her to death, but when she used to tell those people, you are denied, you can't afford it, that was not the, you know, that's not the best feeling in the world, right? <laughs> right. We, listening you apply those things to your life so we picking we picked and we chose you know which things work best for us and um we went from there and that was what basically put us on this path and we started seeing you know that debt going down right 
we started seeing um, now we have money to invest in our retirement. So retirement start growing. We were able to start putting back money for the child's college fund. So we were start able we're able now to start doing a lot of things that we wanted to do from the beginning. Mm -hmm. That was the reason we went to college and thought we were getting these great jobs and doing all of these great things. Um, but it wasn't until we started tackling that and being intentional. So I started uh, Demons Enterprise and um, in starting Demons Enterprise, it's, I don't want to sound cliche, but it is what it is, right? I can't leave my job behind for my child, right? But I can leave behind Demons Enterprise for not only him, but also for his children. It's an opportunity for me to leave a legacy that they can also now, it's, you know, tap it's, in. So the $350,000. Oh, yes. How, how, how did that come down? How quick? Because we are in a society of instant gratification. Mm. And if I do something for six weeks and have not received my miracle, right. then I quit because this ain't working. Right. You know what? The most important thing that's going to keep a person focused, mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter what amount of debt you have. I don't care if it's $15,000 versus $350,000 worth of debt. The reason that you're doing it has to be what you're focusing on. So what's your why, right? What is the reason that you're doing it? For me, it was pain that was associated with me having to pay out all of this money when I knew better. That was painful to me. It's painful to me to know that the friends and the other people that I was, that I'm able to hang with, I couldn't do everything that they were able to do. I couldn't provide all of the things that they were able to provide for their kids be, without having to put these things on credit card. And that didn't settle well with, you know, with me. So I had to figure out, you know, what was the best way? What was the next best thing for us mm -hmm. so that we can get rid of this pain so we can get to some of the pleasure, if you will, that's associated with it. So it was very painful for me to, to look at that number and to finally look at the number. <laughs> right. Right. Because we can keep swiping our credit cards and we can keep getting the, the mortgage loans or the car loans or whatever the case may be and not even look at it. How many people do you uh, can even fathom the fact that they have amassed that amount of debt until they actually pull down the numbers? Right. Look at all the numbers in front of you and then say, oh, my goodness, because that was a wake up call for us. Let's see what damage have we done. Did because that include a house? It did not include the house, right? It did not include the house. Like I said, my husband and I both went back to college to get multiple degrees. But the challenge was we were in the education system. And as teachers and as school guidance counselors, they don't pay that well. So when you have all of these student loans and your salaries is this, is this amount, but your student loans are this amount, I mean, that's challenging the, the two shall never meet, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> so, so it was just a matter of, yeah, looking at the pain and the pain that was attached to those numbers. That's what we did. We assigned the pain to it. 
once I found that pain, I was like, I have to get out of this pain. No one wants to stay in pain. I get a little tiny headache. What's the first thing I do? I get ibuprofen because I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to deal with this pain, right? Right. And I look at my finances in the same way. That's painful for me to know that I'm owing somebody this amount of money. When those dollars, when I look at it and I look at the interest, I'm like, oh my goodness, what could I have done differently with this money that I've now put into somebody else's pocket and made them rich? Right? Right. I, um, a friend of mine, her daughter's looking at going to college and she's looking at various, and of course she's looking at the colleges that are the most prestigious, and but unfortunately those are also the colleges that cost the most. Exactly. I said, well, what do you plan to do once you graduate? She wants to be a teacher. Mm. Okay, so you're going to go to an $80,000 a year school to mm. get a $40,000 a year job. Right. And I know your mom went to college with me, so I, I know you're going to school off loans. That's not going to work. It doesn't compute. No, it doesn't. And, it, and the thing that students fail to see is that degree from a Harvard University versus that degree some, from some other university that is not as prestigious is equal when you enter the world of work. Okay? A bachelor's degree in business management is a bachelor's degree in business management. And students, don't, oftentimes, they don't see the value in that. Because I, I get it. I was the same way. Right, right. Because that's, that, like you were saying, that's what we were sold. That's what we were taught. Make good grades in school. Pay attention in school. Go to school. Stop right. cutting class, Nita. And go to, and go exactly. to school. Right. So that you can get into a great college. Exactly. So let's say we have gone to college. We bought into the dream, we got the student loans, and now rent, gas, water, parking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, if, you, if you live in the city, like a DC or an LA uh -huh. or New York, then there could be the commuter train cost. Sure. Car sure. payment, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. insurance. And that's insurance on the car and the health insurance that we see coming out of the of the check and then on top of that we've got credit cards student loans mm -hmm. cable how does one prioritize and because i always hear you can't do everything right so you can either pay your bills or you can save but you can't save pay your bills hang out <laughs> Drive the, drive the fancy car you want. Right, right. And live in the zip code you want to live in. So how does one prioritize and begin to chop it down? Well, I think the most important thing is, like you said, no, you can't do it all. Not yet. You will be able to do it all someday if you put practical steps in place. So one of the things that I say is this. Track your expenses first. See where your money is actually going. And oftentimes what I what clients have found when they actually go through and track their expenses, they say, oh, wait a minute, 
I can cut these items. That's an additional $150, $200 that I've now found. Because we, yeah, we, we look at our bills that we have to pay, but then we don't look at those other things that we haven't budgeted, like going out with our friends, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> For that after five cocktail or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. So track your expenses first so that you know where you are. That's the most important thing. Know where you are first and foremost before you, so that you can devise a plan that will help you to get where you would like to be. Once you've done that, now's an opportunity for you to start saying, okay, I can set these bills aside. So this is where I wanna start first. Maybe I wanna start tackling this credit card debt first. What I like to say is, what's going to give me a quick win? I'm all about a quick win because if I have a quick win, now I have some momentum. I've seen some things happen and it's easier for me to keep going. So what's that small debt, right? Or that quick win that I can now make that's going to allow me to keep the momentum. And once I build from that momentum, it will be um, almost difficult, right, for something to throw me off course. Mm -hmm. But as you're planning out, track your expenses first and foremost, okay? Because it's not easy and you're not going to hit it spot on the first time, right? It took me several months, my husband and I going back and forth, and that's another thing in itself. Yes, it is. Right? <laughs> going back and forth on our budget so that we can actually hone in on what it is exactly that we needed to do. It took us a couple of months, right? Uh, we had a, a situation the other day that could have been just an episode for us, but it wasn't. Um, I asked him to go to Publix and go pick up some things so we'll have, you know, some meals for the next week. We were meal planning. Um, he went outside to go get in the car. The car went and crank, <laughs> right? Uh -huh. uh, which could have been a major thing for some people. But because we have an emergency fund set aside, it wasn't a big deal. We were able to just go get the money, have the car repaired, keep it moving right? But for other people, that may not have been the case. So what we did was we set those priorities, we tracked our expenses, created a budget that worked for us, and that's what's most important. What works for you, right? Depending upon where you are, what works best for you? It's not what Lynn said do, it's not what Anita said do, but it's what works best for you where you currently are. So I think that's number one, track your expenses, take a good hard look at where you are, know exactly where you are, right? Mm -hmm. Know that you are $350,000 in debt so that you can begin to create a true plan of tackling that to get out of it. Because I know people that never open their credit card bills. Mm. They say, oh, well, I have an idea of how much mm -hmm. the balance is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I bet a friend of mine one time, because I knew she didn't know. Because <laughs> we worked together, eating eating lunch out every day. Mm. But I'm not married and I don't have children. Mm. She's married and she has children. Right. right. So with both of them eating lunch out every day, mm. paying for daycare, and paying for private school, I knew she had no idea. Damn, what was right. that credit card balance? Right. And I bet her $10 that she couldn't come within $3,000 of the balance. Wow. She missed it by $10,000. Wow. 
Wow, that's eye-opening. But I can't say anything because I resembled those remarks at one time, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I was also that person. Like I said, we were swiping the credit card. We were doing what we do. We thought we were living a high life. And again, trying to keep up with the Joneses, right? Mm -hmm. But it was, it was just not until we hit a brick wall, you know, took it out, took out all the paperwork, dived in, looked at our numbers to know where we are. Um, that $350,000, that was our wall. That was our brick wall, right? Mm -hmm. So we had to start tackling, tackling that one brick at a time, taking it down, taking it down one brick at a time. Let's say she wants to, but he doesn't, or vice versa. How do you get your spouse on board? Oh, let me tell you, <laughs> and that that was that was also a challenge because my husband, this was his thing. His thing was my student loan debt's almost a hundred thousand dollars. That's always going to be with me, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I hear. How am I? A hundred thousand dollars is not going anywhere on the teacher's salary. <laughs> I said, and it was, it, you know, but what helped us? was for me to keep bringing it back, keep bringing it back. I finally took it to the point where I started, I said, look, May, we, um, I always, you know, do the things you want to do. You like to do car shows. You like to play tennis. I like to look at our numbers, right? So if I am, you know, I'm obliging, I'm going along with you to the car shows. I'm going with you to go play tennis. Will you just oblige me in this one thing? We are going to do a monthly check-in on our finances. Just one Monday, the third Monday out of every month at 8 o'clock p.m. Will you do that for me? Of course, he reluctantly said yes, right? And in, in me, I love my smartphone. <laughs> I love my smartphone because, you know, you can go in and set notifications. And I went to his phone, too. And I set notifications on his phone so he had no excuses. I set reminders on his phone 30 minutes out from the time that we're supposed to have our monthly check-in. 15, you got a second reminder too, 15 minutes out from the time we're supposed to have our monthly check-in. So there was no excuse, right? So I provided that information uh, to him and he's like, really, you really want me to do this? I'm like, yes, I really want you to do this because this is important. And it took me to keep showing, we kept talking about things uh, because he's very methodical in a way that he does things too. He writes things, he does a to-do list every day, right? He does, um, he, he checks his, you know, he was a person, he would check his checkbook. He knew what his balances were, but he ignored them because he said it was so much, right? Mm -hmm. That he is always going to be with him. So he's just going to keep paying them every month. And just get along, right? Just go along just to get along, mm -hmm. just to keep paying those balances off. But when I started uh, sharing with him and showing him, I was like, look, babe, this is what's happening. He said, since that's your thing, you keep doing it. And I kept showing him. <laughs> I kept showing him and he started seeing the amounts going down. And he was like, oh, okay, okay. And then he just slowly and gradually started getting on board. It took some time, let me tell you, because that was the hard, it was like pulling teeth to try to get him on board with 
this whole thing around our finances because he said that's not my thing he's not a numbers person in any way right he's not the numbers person my husband is he, he's more of a writer right mm-hmm. he's a person who likes to write and and he'll do that on a regular basis he'll he'll he even journals right on a regular basis I'm trying to get him, convince him to write a book but he doesn't want to do that yet he said i journal for my own edification and i said okay that's fine but um it was just continuing to go back and to share with him and when he finally saw the numbers coming down because i was pulling in everything that we were doing right i was pulling in everything because obviously he wasn't i was pulling in everything putting it all together and i I did some simplified spreadsheets so that we could actually look at it and keep up with it because he was like i'm i'm just not an excel person and a lot of people aren't right Mm -hmm. and 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 so i i created it so that it's simple where are we this is the amount we have how much have we paid off to date and then what is the date that we you know plan to have these things paid off and then slowly over time things just started falling off i was like look babe look (laughs) right (laughs) look 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 how much money we've paid off and on top of that not only how much we've paid off but look at what we've saved if we look at all of this in the long run how much money would we have paid in comparison to what we've now paid off and what else can we do with that money? So now he's all excited about, okay, so I have this amount of money now, so what can I do, right? As opposed to, I now have to pay this off. So now we're in a completely different mindset of looking at more investment properties and and things of that nature, things that we wouldn't have been able to do had we not taken care of all of these other little expenses that amass to so much, right? on the other side of the coin. So it's no, it was not an easy chore for me and I'm hoping that it will be an easier chore for other women. However, I've been asked that question often. How, how do you get your spouse on board? How do you get them on board when that's not the case in, uh, in many marriages, right? Or even relationships for that matter. But the number one thing, I think it's open communication because money is very fluid our behavior is very fluid we're very reactionary yes we are have a hard day at work i deserve this happy hour at cheesecake factory (laughs) i I deserve it (laughs) right and then but you go there and you and you could spend easy 150 dollars right depending on the group that you go with and how long you all stay Mm-hmm. because I've watched them, I don't drink, but I've watched them order drink after drink. Right. Then, okay, let's order a snack, but we're not going to stay that long. Right. Then it's, oh, hey, girl, I didn't know you were coming. <laughs> okay, so now we ordering dinner. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and before you know it, $150 has been spent. Right. It is. That's the truth. What do you what do you recommend as far as cutting expenses besides eating out? Well, I think the most important thing is for that individual to look at what are the things that they like to do first and foremost. What is that thing that you have to have that makes you happy, right? Well, what I, you do with your fun. I have to have the Sunday ticket 
but I also have to have all of the latest tech gadgets. <laughs> well, what is it that you have to have right now? <laughs> and what is it that you can put off until later? Because iPhone 6 works perfectly fine. You don't need 7 just because it's it was out. released. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I'm on the list. They sent me the email. I have, to yes, go, yes. I have to go down there and check out the new technology and see what the differences are. But I, this is the thing I say to my clients. You're smarter than the retailers. Delete that email. Unsubscribe to every one of those advertisements. There's a click. Just scroll down to the bottom of the email and select unsubscribe, right? That's a simple fix. You won't, you'll no longer receive those emails, those marketing advertisements. But that's the thing to remember. You're smarter than the retailers. Just simply delete it. But in looking at that, I also say is when we're thinking about what to cut, uh, one of the things that we also cut was we don't have cable in our home, right? We use streaming. We use Roku. Other people use a fire stick or whatever whatever the streaming device is that they would like to use. Or in some cases, um, not even buying the streaming sticks because you can just buy an HDMI cable and connect it to your television and stream from your, te from your computer, from your laptop computer, free television, or even just purchasing a, an antenna, right? So what are those little things that you can cut out? They, they look little right now, but over time, they amass to large amounts of money that you could potentially put into a money market account or some other savings account for now so you can set it there and hold it until you figure out exactly what it is you want to do with those funds. So for each person, that's going to be an individual personal journey that I would definitely recommend that each person looks inside of themselves, okay? So what are those things that I can cut out? Just because the hot now sign is on at Krispy Kreme doesn't mean I have to stop, right? <laughs> and I say that because that was one of my little things. If that hot now sign is on, I have to stop, right? So it's just realizing what's, what's most um, relatable to you as an individual. Because I can't tell you exactly what it is without looking at your financial um, picture. Um, to get a holistic view of it. What are the things that you have in there? So there's not one recommendation that I can give without looking at that, but everyone can actually look and see, well, what are those small things, right, that I can potentially cut out? What are some things that I can do differently? Can I carpool with someone as opposed to driving every day? Um, can I, you know, I'm not using that home phone anymore, so why do I have it? right? Can I just use my cell phone? So there are different little things that each of us can do if we simply look at our financial picture. Where are we? What are we spending our money on? And what things can we do without at this point? Until we can get where we want to be. Then we can start to add some of those things back because now we're millionaires, right? Right. We can do what we want to do because and more than likely, once you get there, and what we learn from the lessons of millionaires is a lot of those things that you discipline yourself against, you won't add them back. But what do real millionaires do? And how do they get where they are? I digress. <laughs> 
I can tell you are passionate about your subject. <laughs> yes, ma'am, I am. I am. I love this. I love this. And that's one of the things my husband, he, he would say to me, he said, do you think you could do this all the time? Right? Because you have to have a passion. Because when you start talking about financial literacy, people start looking at you sideways. Who does she think she is, first of all? Right. Mm -hmm. And why are you trying to get in my business? Second of all. Right. Mm -hmm. So it, it's about, yeah, you have to have a passion to be able to deal with this, especially in our communities, because that's one thing. We're very private when it comes to our money. Mm -hmm. We're extremely private when it comes to our money. And you don't need to know my business. So if you don't sign my paycheck. right? <laughs> and if this little scheme of yours don't work, you ain't <laughs> right, <laughs> right. going to help me get right. out of trouble. Exactly. Exactly. How exactly. long did it take to pay off the 350k and where are we? Okay. Well, actually where we are, we've paid off 250k over the 350k. So that is huge. We've paid off the debt, right? Exactly. So we can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel and our Projected date to have everything paid off is December 2018. <laughs> so we, we can do a follow-up story. Uh, December 2018. <laughs> you won't hardly see me on the on the camera because it'll be more of a shout. <laughs> but uh, yes, yes, that's our projected date. I can't imagine. I cannot imagine. Yes. yes. So we're no longer in the negative as far as our net worth is concerned, but we're not all the way there. I, yes. can, I cannot imagine because I've taken a couple of personal finance classes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can do the short term. Yes. I can't do the long term. Right, right. Well, I, th I think the most important part there is getting in a community of like-minded people, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Once you surround yourself with people who are on the same path, even though you have those days that you fall off and we all do, mm -hmm. right? You have somebody there to help sure you up, whether that's an accountability partner or a full-blown community that you belong to. And one of the things, there are tons of different communities out there um, that individuals can join via Facebook that provide the opportunity uh, for people to collaborate, like minds, right, come together so that they can share and talk about things of that nature. Um, I also have a Create a Better You community on Facebook where we talk about some of these things as well. Um, but and there's different the, groups. What's the name of the group? It's Create a Better You. And if somebody wants to join it, how would they get onto the page? Uh, just go to Create a Better You and Facebook. So Facebook.com slash group slash Create a Better You. And they'll just ask to join. We'll invite them into the group. And you're welcome to start, you know, responding in the community. It's a community for that reason. It's for everyone, right? So number one is know where you are. Yes. Know what your total debt balance is. Absolutely. You have to know where you are before you can go anywhere. Then right? two is track your expenses. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You definitely need to track those expenses. And then three is prioritize what you can and what you have to have now and what you what you have to live without right now. 
<laughs> right. So okay. create a realistic budget for you. Budget that that's that fits your financial situation. Okay. Any parting words? <sighs> My parting words would be um, that this is simply a work in progress for many people. But the most important important thing is to get started. Once you get started and you start you start seeing the momentum, you'll want to keep going. But the toughest thing is to get started.